welcome back to the Tamana Podcast Show. And on the podcast show, we have Dr. Sham, Dr. Sham Mahmood. Got that right, didn't I? That's right. Happy days. How are you doing? You all right? I'm good, thanks. How are you? And we've also got our very own Gaz Warbank. Hello. Hello, Gaz. (laughs) Good to be back. Dr. Sham. And we're just going to call you Sham, because I've always known you Sham, right? That's absolutely fine. Um, Can you just give us a little bit of a backstory about yourself, mate, just to let everybody understand who you are, where you've worked, what you're working on at the minute. Mm. Um, Just give us a bit of a backstory about yourself, mate. Yeah, sounds good. So, um, yeah, the story probably best to start from kind of... The beginning. The beginning, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm I'm from Rochdale. So, um, being born into a family that's purely about business. Uh, My dad's a a manufacturer. He's been doing it since 1985. So, I was born into this type of environment. We were kind of, as we were growing older, I was always working on the business with my dad. Um, Usually on the tech side of things. So, my dad bought me a big booklet of uh, how to use a computer and he said learn how to use it and then teach me how to use it read that learn it <laughs> yeah so he kind of knew that i was a bit of a geek when i was growing up so he knew that i'd do it so anyways that's where it kind of started and then you know typical asian household you one of us needs to be a doctor uh, <laughs> my my two elder siblings just completely refused so he thought you're the one. So he kind of put put it on me and I thought, okay, you know, I need to do this. Yeah, so you know what? Yeah, kind of got to do it. Yeah. yeah kind of is it something you thought about before, Sham or not? Yeah, yes. I, I think I knew I w- kind of wanted to do it, but my dad was the one that kind of pushed it on his... My, my dad comes from a really poor background. He was the only person who went to uni in his household. Right. Um, so he to him, education's the way out of everything. Yeah. Um, and although he did business, he, he wanted to have us to have something behind it so he always brought me up with the mentality that um do a degree do something um and then on the back of that if you want to come into the family business you want to do something yourself then you know i'm there to support you through that so that's kind of what it was like um but medicine's one of those things if you really don't want to do it you can't do it despite how much your parents push you uh, and that's something that you do see in the south asian community you know kind of a lawyer being either doing law doing medicine dentistry it's kind of that's where you your family tend to want to push you towards because that's what they know best. Yeah. Um, and they have a lot of respect for, for the kind of medical profession themselves. So that's yeah. where my dad kind of want, wanted me to well, go. Like, so like you said, you can't really do it half-assed or can you? If you don't want to be a doctor, you can't be a doctor because the amount of time and the effort that you've got to put in, it must have been must have been difficult. Exactly. No, because it didn't come easy to me. It never came naturally. I had to really, you know, sl- sl- you know really, really work hard in order to get there so just just take me through the journey of that shama how do you actually you know how do you do it yeah um well you just dedicate everything that you can so from a year, really young age you're you're constantly trying to get the best results so you have to be the best and you you have this in the, the kind of back of your mind if you mess about you don't get the grades you can't then push up to the next level so yeah. you know even if you look at from the early high school years if i didn't do the best i could i was not going to be in the high sets I wasn't going to get the best GCSEs. If I didn't get good GCSEs, I wasn't going to get good A-levels. So it's just, it's really time consuming. And this is part of, this journey actually, in some ways made my work, my life as a doctor when I graduated really difficult because becoming a doctor was so hard um, in terms of always trying to get these high results that when I actually qualified, it was really easy. The job for me was really easy in terms of the journey. And I think... Not everyone maybe struggles as much as I did in turn of trying to get the grades. So, but I, I, I really found that there was a, a huge deficit in my life after 
graduating. Yeah, because you'd spent so much time and energy and passion trying to get there. Now you got there, you were like... A bit underwhelmed. Yeah. And it, as bad as it sounds, that's how I felt um, when, I, when I graduated. The job was great, but I, I just felt that there was something else that was missing at that point. Mm. That's kind of where it starts. So, yeah, I went to uni, graduated from medicine, um, actually got married just as I graduated. How long does it take you to get... Uh, to graduate yeah uh, so it's five years yeah um so fi- five years three years of kind of theory two years of practical and then you graduate but when you graduate you don't you're not you're not the finished article you're still you've still got a lot to do um the reality of what you've learned and that you're putting into practice is is very different um and those first two years where you know I, i'd still say you're you're somewhat still a student although right, you're yeah. practicing medicine you're actually learning how to practice what you've learned so what did you do when you graduated so you go into what's called a foundation job okay and uh, so you do two years uh, foundation year one you're still actually under the branch of a medical school technically you're not a fully registered uh, doctor you're, you're what's called a provisionally registered doctor it's only when you do your first year and you tick all the boxes to say that you can actually put into practice what you've learned right you then get this kind of official registration which for me was 2014 um, and then you're kind of you're free to do what you please. So that's seven years of pure graft. Yeah, yeah, and it, it doesn't stop there. It doesn't right. stop there because you probably you probably heard about kind of junior doctors, right? So there's yep. a big debate about junior doctors. Technically, you don't stop being a junior doctor until you're a senior doctor. So for a senior doctor, that you're either a GP or you're a consultant. So up until that point, while you're still learning the ranks, you're still a junior doctor. So when you get to your second year of practicing medicine, you need to make a decision about what you want to do in your life. So what wow. kind of route you want to take? Did you know this? No, no. I didn't know this. No. You I just kind of take it for granted, don't you? I just you? kind of assumed a doctor is a doctor. Well, yeah. it's a very ignorant way, ignorant way of looking at it, but I kind of just say, I mean, it's to see doctor. Yeah, yeah absolutely. However, I don't really, I've never really thought about it, to be no, honest. No, it's true. It's, it's, it, you don't necessarily think about it, but there's, it, you know, there's a lot that goes on in, in, in kind of behind the scenes of, of how it works. And you have, the ranks of where you progress through so you have like a natural progression to where you want to be um but you need to make the decision really early and just like you were doing when you were kind of trying to get into medicine when you want to do a particular career field so when i started i actually wanted to do cardiology um so i was always trying to put things into the bag to build up my resume so that i was going to get a cardiology right. job eventually right okay um so then you kind of have to apply again and then apply again and apply again. So you're always constantly applying for the next post. Right, okay. So yeah, it's not um, it's not just you're a doctor. You, so what, easy, take me through it. So you graduated yeah. and then you went into... Foundation years. So the foundation years were at... Uh, Oldham. All right, okay. Yeah, so, quite lo- so what, went from Aberdeen A&E? to Oldham. So you, you get six jobs over two years. Yeah, of course um, you do. So... Yeah, six, six <laughs> jobs, four months each. Um, I, I started off on, going back now, what did I start? Well, I started off on vascular surgery. Right. So that four months of that um, got thrown in at the deep end because vascular surgery is a hard job to do. Um, then went on to um, ophthalmology, so kind of doing the eye stuff. Yeah. Um, and then went on to cardiology at the end of the first year. Then went into A&E. Uh, then went on to OBS and gynae. And then went on to being uh, working in a general practice for four months. What do you prefer? So, well, what, for me, yeah, now because I know you said you were thinking about cardiology and everything. But well, what do you prefer? It now? was A and E was the biggest like 
with like shock. Oh no, I loved it. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. It was. Um, what was the reason for that? I just found I was good at it. I think that was one yeah. thing. Yeah, no, uh, well, that's that's one way of saying. Um, yeah. I like the acuity of the patients. Um, yeah. You know, I, you just don't know where you're getting from one. That that's true. So initially, yes. Um, but now that I've kind of since then, I've worked in A and E for for another three years. Kind of why, because that's what I chose to do. Kind yeah. of I t- chose to take some time away from medicine, and the natural thing to do is locum. So you'd kind of do some agency work, and all my agency work was in A and E. Right. Um. So working in A and E for me was um was awesome because. Can you take me through agency work? What What do you mean by that? So there's huge gaps in rotors across the UK. Like right. if you if like if you were to open your eyes up to actually how many gaps are present within rotors across the UK, you'd so be that means so, so, so different hospitals, different GPs, what, or just everyone's understaffed. Every, yeah, more or less everyone's understaffed. Right. Every, I'd say maybe maybe every department, other than like the you know the best teaching hospitals in the UK, are probably yeah. understaffed. Yeah. Um, and there's so many gaps that you need to fill in rotors, uh, either because you've not got enough trainees, because people aren't training as much. Uh, there's people leaving for Australia, so you've got big gaps in the rotor. Um, so the, the, these gaps are more or less filled by agency work. I didn't know that. Yeah. So you, so, so you, you can make the conscious decision to just apply for agency work, and then you could be from one hospital to the next hospital. Uh, uh, absolutely, yeah. And people. And do what it is the agency that you were with? So I, I was with an agency called Holt, but there's loads of them. There's, right, absolute, so there's a few. There's tons of them because even agencies themselves struggle to fill gaps. Like I still right. get calls now saying, "Oh." Can you go and do a can shift? Can you go and do a shift here or this? And can it can it literally be like one shift in like say Bolton yeah. Hospital and then one shift in so literally just one shift and yeah. then how does that work in terms of how does that work in terms of um, pay then? So in you know in terms of oh, supporting to support a family, I mean is is it's is that worth it? To, it's, be- to do? it's better. It's better than being a trainee. In 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 the honest reality, in terms of doing locum work, is better because you are compensated for working in an environment that you're not necessarily familiar with. It's a short right. shift, so the lead time up into a shift might be shorter, and that's one of the reasons why a lot of people do it. The reason why I chose to do it was because I wanted to build a business up at the same time. Yes, yeah, so you needed so a bit of flexibility. I needed flexibility, but I still needed to pay the bills, um, and I needed to fund the business, which is why I chose the agency work. Um, but agency work isn't isn't you know, there's a there's a limit to how much agency work that you can do. So one of the conscious decisions that I've made is to leave agency work um, and actually go back into a training post. Um, and the reason for that is because um, when you're doing agency work, you're doing the, the shifts that no one else wants to do. Yeah. What you like? Give me an example. So like, at the, so there are two shifts that people, especially in, in an A&E setting, there's two of the hardest shifts are probably the, the twilight shifts. So on a for, Saturday or Sunday, well, Friday or Saturday when or, people have gone out. Or, or any any day. Mondays is probably worse than a Saturday and Sunday. Why is that? People can't get into the GP practice on the morning. So Mondays you see a significantly more number of patients than you would on any other day of the week. All oh, right, okay, that so makes the, sense. The, the, the mat- over the weekend, yeah. so they try Monday. Monday, can't get in Monday, they go to the So A&E's typically for me are the busiest shifts. Right, well. Usually by maybe... 20% in the departments that I've worked with, I'd say there's, there's more patients on a Monday than there are on any other day. Saturdays and Sundays, yeah, people been out. You get difficult patients sometimes, uh, but but the, the workload isn't any different, I think. Right, never right. thought of that. No, I didn't either, to be fair. Because so yeah, that, so that's, 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 you always think, you, you say you like A&E because mm. you're good at it. Yeah. yeah. You hear people say, shit, I hate for working A&E. 
Is you go in and you see, I bet you see some right clowns. Oh, yeah. But but obviously it's it's part of the job, really, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you it's a it's a non-judgmental job. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's all right. It's all right me saying it because if I've gone in a and on a Saturday night and I've genuinely broke my leg, it's a bit different than you. You don't see a patient who's you know done this or that because yeah. of whatever. Yeah. It's a bit that you've got to be objective, aren't you? You Absol- can't. Absolutely. You don't have any. You know you. The, the the best doctor is the one that treats patients you know re- respectfully equally um you know that you don't ha- the, the worst thing that you can sometimes do is actually have a preconception of what a patient's going to be like yeah so if someone comes under the influence of alcohol it's quite easy to be like, oh you know they're under the influence of alcohol it's they're, they're to blame for this but yeah. you don't know what the scenario is you don't know what the circumstances around yeah. why that patient was drinking that night you know they might just be it might just be completely innocent that they've just been on a night out yeah you know this is where with healthcare, it's not just about say the physical inif- illness or injury that's taken place. You you need to look at it holistically, and that's what we're being taught to do as doctors. Like look at people as individuals and try and understand what's going on around them. Yeah, and that's why it's difficult sometimes because you have a very small amount of time that you can actually see someone, but you yeah. sometimes want to do more, and you can't because you're so constrained by the time that you've got that you yeah. have to just kind of. Take it as it goes. What sort of time do you get with a person? What 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 sort of a restriction per person? So if you work in a, in a and e, there's no restriction on how long you can spend with a patient. Right. Uh, but you are um, you are expected to see a number of patients in a set period of time. Yeah. Usually, you know, you'd say one patient every half an hour. Yeah. Um, I work in a more senior position now, so sometimes I I may only spend a few minutes with a patient, maybe five minutes, um, and. As is difficult. Assess the situation and then delegate. Uh, assess, delegate, or sometimes it's just something really simple that can be dealt with easily. I'll go in, say hello, take a really brief history examination, and I have to be out of there within five minutes because you know we need to get through the list because we don't want everyone waiting more than yeah. four hours. Yeah. yeah. So uh, sometimes we have to, you know, be really quick. And um, you know what's the difficult thing for me sometimes? I you see someone who's waited four and a half hours. And I'll go in there and I'll spend a few minutes with them. Yeah. And you can see that the patient is unhappy that, or how can you do this so quickly? Yeah. But I know that I don't need more than a few minutes to come to the diagnosis and start yeah, the treatment. Yeah, see, yeah. But you can sometimes see the p- disappointment. And, yeah. You know, they, ex- I, they expect it might take 20, 25 minutes to find out. But because you've got the experience and the knowledge and you've done the seven years at medical school yeah. and everything, you can, you can take of, a look at someone brief yeah. history and be like, right, it's this. This will fix it. This is how we're going to treat. And yeah. it's even worse sometimes when we go in and we say we can't do anything. Yeah. Because that's yeah. the reality of A&E. We, yeah. we can't do everything. Sometimes there's something that might be bothering you for, you know, six, seven years. And I can't go in and say, I'm going to solve that problem yeah. right now. I need you to go back to your GP. And then you get the frustration that I've been trying to get into my GP for weeks. Yeah. I've not been unable to do so. And it's taking, you know, it's being Which empathetic. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's being empathetic towards that and understanding that that's difficult. Yeah. Um, but it also comes to how we use the NHS as well. And, and that's, a, you know, I've, I've talked about this on LinkedIn. You yeah, may have seen. Uh, yeah, you have, mate. Uh, I bought a post up about um, how people use A&E departments. Um, and if you look at uh, how young people use the healthcare system, under 30s tend to use A&E the, uh, a lot more than what they used to use A&E yeah. departments. And if you think about why that, I- why that is, you could argue that it's because they can't get into the GP. It's also because of work, I think, because you now 
you know, it's very for some people it's very difficult to take time off during the day to actually get into the GP practice. Yeah, so like shift shift work. You shift might start work. at twelve, so yep. you've got a gap. Like finish at eight, and GP shut by eight. So you yep. might, you've got to get in between nine and twelve, but that's never going to be possible it's because not everyone's always booked up in the morning, aren't absolutely. they? Absolutely, it's never easy. So yeah. you you understand that there's it's it's there's other reasons for why people can't get in. Um, but this is why there's a lot of talk about opening, you know, providing a service, the same service for seven days a week. Yeah. On weekends, late clinics. And it's not always easy because in order to do that, you need staffing levels, you need money. Yeah. Uh, so we talk about, you know, providing a, a seven-day yeah. healthcare system that's equal for every single day of the week so that it's more inclusive to everyone, but it's not always possible. So, yeah. you know, this is, these are issues that are, 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 in theory, it's very easy to talk about them and, and spot them, but in reality, it's very difficult to, to actually fix them yeah. as well. So what's the the next stage of your journey now then? For me, so there's two things. Um, so um, I'm, I briefly touched on the business. So um, in the back of my mind, I've always been kind of surrounded by wanting to do something different, wanting to do something where I'm kind of in control of my life, um, have a, have more control over what I want to do, I think. You know, yeah, be it, your own boss. Like, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, that's the environment that I've been brought up in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've been brought up kind of, being able to like my you know my family can take annual leave when they want <laughs> they don't have to necessarily yeah. tell someone yeah, that, yeah. You know, he's not going to fill a form in and send it in and head office is not authorizing things I'd, like that. i'd wait yeah. for that so so that's only obviously part of the issue yeah. so what i'm doing at the moment is um i'm going back into training so i'm gonna spend the next three years training to be a, a general practitioner okay um, right so that's something that i want to do because I, I i i never really want to completely leave doing medicine i think you know, if you spent all that time, you know, they've invested so much money. You know, the 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 system itself has invested so much money and time into me that I don't want yeah. to com- completely just step away from it and say, oh well, I don't want to practice anymore. Yeah. So that that's something that I'm going to do over the next three years. Or in addition to that, I'm I'm also setting up a um a health content business. Um, it's not necessarily for profit. Um, the whole function about it is giving back to people. Um, using things that I've learned through through my time doing business really yeah so how's that going to work right so um it, it kind of comes down to reactive versus proactive medicine so a lot of what we've talked about at the moment is is reactive healthcare so you have a problem you want a solution yeah you try to find a solution you go to your a you go to your gp um what I want to do, and and then the alternative side of that is something that we have to appreciate nowadays is that there's so much information available online that often if you have a problem, the first thing you actually do is put it into. I don't know about yourselves, but you say you've got a symptom. No. Yeah, you know? no, I, I know you you got a symptom. First thing you do is Google it. Yeah, you, you, it comes that, up with anything though. Absolutely, and it's difficult so because you can get so much. Um, diff- you know, it's knowledge is difficult, so you. In order to interpret what you're reading, you need to have a certain amount of knowledge sometimes, or you can read something and you can be a little bit anxious about yeah. what you've read. So what I was hoping... I mean, because anybody can give advice online. Absolutely. It's just, Absolutely. you know, where's the best place and the actual yeah. valid, you know, the person who's got substance behind them to a- actually a- kind of go... Absolutely. So you've got... To, th- th- there's two types of information online. You have either got the valid sources, so the validated stuff, the organisations, or you've got the, the kind of forums where it's unvalidated. A bit of fear-mongering can go on on yeah. these sites sometimes. You know, yeah. you've got a cough, it's cancer. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a tumour. Yeah, 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 exactly, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, you've probably yeah. come across it. Absolutely, so. absolutely nightmare. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of our work is actually just addressing those concerns. And I know a lot of what I try to do in my practice is that I tend to ask people 
you know what their expectation is what their concern is because if you can elicit that it makes the consultation yeah. a lot easier there's a lot of wives tales yeah yeah absolutely in, in the, yeah yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely i think so, grandma might have set most of those up yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so what i'm gonna do is um i'm, I'm gonna try to provide some valid health advice um just stuff that's been validated validated take the guidance that we use and try to kind of really scale it down narrow it down and explain it in a in a kind of informal way trying to do it through using a personality rather than it being just a piece you know a, a piece of information on a sheet yeah. so video content something that i'm interested in at the yeah, moment great, mate. um gonna be looking at creating videos but most of what i actually want to do is something that i didn't necessarily do for my last business which is build a community Right. Um, because communities are really important in business. Um, yeah. You you wrote something about standing for something as a business. Yeah, I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't stand for something, then there's nothing that naturally binds all the people together who okay. are going to follow you. So one of the things that I'm looking at is uh, parents and children. Yeah, yeah. Why that's so important is uh, parents are, are, are like the easiest market to target in some ways because yeah. um, they're about the same age as I am. Uh, I've got a child myself, uh, and uh, you know we're quite tech savvy. You know, everyone yeah. uses something, so it's yeah. it's easier to reach out to Have them. Have you got a name for this yet? Uh, so yeah, so it's called advice leaflet. Why uh, is it not called Doctor Sham? Why is it not called Doctor Sham? Correct. Uh, right. Yeah. So this is something. This is this is something that my wife was saying. I know. Right? I know yeah, you've yeah. thought about it already. Yeah. So it's it's because I, I, I one of the things that I don't want to do is make it about me. And although some people say, well, that's a good thing because. Um, you know, if it's about you, it's your personality you're getting out there, right? And yeah, I know, but like you're not like anybody else that I met. You've like from an Asian family, you've got all this substance behind you, mate. Yeah. I, I think you should be the voice of it because you're gonna be doing the videos, you're gonna be doing that. Yeah, that's advice leaflet. Yeah. Right. It's just like you said, it's not a community. Yeah, that's people that's aren't it's point. not standing yeah. for anything. I get it. Yeah. yeah. But I think to be the face of it, mate, I think you should do it. Because what you're putting on LinkedIn at the, at the minute is yep. sick, man. I read every single one of them. Thank you. And Thank I watch you. every single, you know, you're getting better with your videos. Thank you. Thank you. you. Yeah, I just <laughs> need to start editing them. But yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know what you mean. It's, uh, as I was talking but to you. But the real, mate. The yeah. real. Yeah, and yeah, I feel yeah. like you're going to build a community. Which is what I want to do. And I, I think you, you definitely have a point. It, it does. You know, it's, it's kind of my personality. I'm quite shy. Um, you know, that makes it even more authentic yeah. and real. Yeah, no, no, it's a definite. My wife is saying that to me. Because you're softly spoken. We've always said that, yeah, haven't you, yeah, right? Yeah. And when you're doing seminars where you've got to you've got to speak up yeah, louder. Yeah. So that's something quite nice about that as well. Yeah, no, that's That you're true. softly spoken. And if your wife's saying it, then you know it's got to be I true. I have to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's definitely something I could consider. I think I need to, um, yeah, just, I, I don't know. I just... It's brandable, mate. Dr. Sham. It's yeah. Sick. I love it, mate. Yeah. I guess, yeah, no, no, you're probably right. You do. You need pe- people are going to connect more with people. Like you, people go back to the GP because they like the doctor. Yeah, yeah like no, they, that's they, true. You know that's e- true. exactly. Which, is, as I'm sure you, yeah. you're aware of that, people love the doctor. They mm. might have a conversation with them. They remember that from the last time they were in, asking about the dog, yeah. Yeah. Um, whether how the holiday was. So you put your name to it. Mm. People will connect with you a lot more because well, I was listening to uh, you know I've, I've watched you know Doctor Sham's video. Yeah, like no, they'll, they'll know. Yeah. They'll know who who you are. And then. there's a reason when you're on this podcast, mate. I don't just ask any Tom Dick really? and come on no, here, that, mate. That's so, great. Thank you. Do you know what I mean? That's from me watching your LinkedIn, mm. and obviously we've known each other before. We have that yep. night. Yeah. Um, that I, I I think that's what you should be doing, mate. Thank you. I think thank the you. advice leaflet is just part of dr shams yeah it's no, a product no. of you mate absolutely even, yeah, even, yeah. you could just like dr shams advice leaflet just put your name to it though put your face to it yeah get yeah. your name out there 
no, no, that, that's definitely interesting. Uh, I, I'll definitely take that on board. Talk about advice leaflet then. Sure. So the actual, um, what, what you're going to be doing. So what, what, we, what we're going to be doing is, is looking at health differently. Yeah. Um, something that organisations can't necessarily do, which is um, we want to... So I, I always think that health and well-being should be, should be a part of you all the time. And it doesn't necessarily need to be a part of you when you need it. Um, so part of what I want to start doing is talking either. So there's three ways of, of looking at this. First of all, um, you can just look at kind of symptoms. So if so, if a child has a pyrexia, if a child's constipated. Pyrexia? Uh, so, sorry. Come on, she, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. She's saying oh, these geez. words like we should know what they are. <laughs> I, I said that I'm and I was just thinking to myself, I was like, oh no, I should have said, come on. So if a child has a fever. Right, right okay. There you go. Look how yeah. simple that was. See, I there know, you go. Yeah. There's your first misstep that know, you can put yeah, in your rice leaf. It's very true. Exactly. So high temperatures, you know, constipation, yeah. you know, they're upset, they're crying a lot. Kind of what type of things makes children cry? Kind of what can you do? So that's one side of it. Uh, the second thing I want to do is talk about development, just normal development. What 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 should you expect as a parent? And what can you do to help your child develop naturally? Because there's so much that you can do. There's so, you know, just small things. I do it with my daughter all the time. There's certain toys that I buy for her at certain ages because I know or I, I've got access to what type, what's normal development for her age group. So I will spend a lot of time looking at what's normal development and then I will start to do certain activities with her that will aid what she's meant to be doing at that age group. Right, okay. It's just good it. advice, really, that you're yeah. giving, isn't it? Yeah, yeah no, absolutely, because you're trying to just give them the best start. And then you've got other things like kind of emotional side of things, psychological well-being, you know, how can you safeguard your children yeah. from, you know, some of the stresses of, of society. When yeah. we Even when we talk about social media, you know, yeah. how can you as a parent look at that? Because you can't tell your child that they can't use social media, especially if you use it as well. And they're going to come across it at some point in their life. But you want to make them as strong as possible. Yeah. So this is the type of things that I, I want to look at. And these are yeah. the types of a lot of the content that I want to create is around those types of things you know not stuff that yeah no it's good mate it's just good advice yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. there's some young mums in there and stuff and they've not been through life they don't know think that you know they're on social media and, and reacting to things and if you if there's a place to go and just get that knowledge to kind of go absolutely and then when you sometimes you can come across a piece of content and then you, you, you're like oh yeah I listened to something about that and then when you actually come across that scenario yourself you go oh well I've got something to go to that I yeah. can actually listen to and like you said yeah. rather than people just googling and they're coming up with you know x y and z that's wrong with you because you've got a cough yeah yeah rather than you know just a standard well explained yeah no absolutely preemptive piece of advice perfect and it was something that i was saying to you guys earlier about how um the you know from my experience i've done a lot of shifts in any i've done a lot of kind of i've met so many parents and a lot of parents have very very similar um questions that they want answered Sometimes very simple, sometimes more complex, but there's always there's there's huge amounts of similarities yeah, in terms like of an what I do. Theme. Yeah, like if you just go to like say having a high temperature, um, if if you have a high temperature, you want paracetamol and you want ibuprofen and you want to do it regularly. You could take both. You just need to kind of space them out through the day so that there's always something in your child's system and that will keep the temperature low. Um, I must have gone through that spiel. Thousands, thousands of times yeah, thousands yeah. of times um and you know it's about reinforcing that nicely in a in a friendly way so that they know that they've got someone that they can trust and, and that's just one yeah. of them you know there's other things like you know bullying at school i've come across that and and often it's the same questions that parents have but you know what can they do to help that 
And you know, as doctors, we're not taught some of those things. We just, yeah. we're just ultimately, we're just people. And and maybe I'm not the best. You know, so sometimes you might not. A doctor might not be the best qualified person to actually talk about these issues. Um, but it's more about uh, communities. So we we touched about this term again. I, you know, it's not going to be a dictator-led thing. I don't just want to be generating all the content myself. You can you can help your your community well, the, the, can help you generate saying, content. If, you, right? if you've got Doctor Sham, yeah. you can actually have a podcast. But you can get people in, absolutely, you know, from and you know give the right advice and right be writing blogs all absolutely, that absolutely. Because so. one one of the things that I was thinking of doing was doing like a reverse blog. So actually, let your community generate your content. So yeah. if you've got a parent that wants to talk about something, they're passionate about it. They've they've had a child that's gone through something. Then surely they're in some ways better, possibly better qualified to talk about it than you are. Yeah, and so that's something that I'm going to do. Um, we've I got like a f- that. we've yeah, got I like that. I smart like that lot. I like yeah. that. Yeah. And we've got some um, experts and stuff that we're talking to at the moment. You yeah, know, I, like was, I was just going to say, like Tim said, if you've got podcasts, if you've got blogs, absolutely. one week might have one expert on talking mm. about. Uh, you know topic a next mm. week topic b next week topic c absolutely that, that stuff will, get, will generate some some good content so, as so well, we've got so. like kind of nutrition experts and things yeah. that i'm speaking to at the moment yeah. exercise experts you know people who are into that type of, you know keeping your child fit and healthy yeah. active and you know one of there's a there's a book called content machine have you uh, i don't no. know if you've come across it and um, i was reading it the other day because i you know, one of the things that you do as as a as an entrepreneur, you, you you should really read a lot because you know you don't know the answers to everything. Yeah. So I was talking, uh, listening to how, um, or or just to, uh, see, seeing how um, sometimes you need to be a bit contrarian in, in what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You can't always be like the same as everyone else. So yeah, it's about you can't trying always to, toe the line. And you can't, yeah, it, absolutely. You need to be a little bit edgy and a bit different. And so, so hopefully that can I can do that sensitively. Yeah. That, that's going to be the challenge with health sometimes because you know you have to be careful you don't want to yeah you have to walk the line absolutely you can't yeah. be too offensive because obviously I've, uh, this is the thing as a doctor as well there's a professional yeah side to it as well you can't be offensive so hopefully i can bring up some different views you know like one of the examples can be vaccinations like you you've probably heard a debate about whether you should give your child a vaccine or not there's some really passionate people in the uk that absolutely Dead believe that you should not immunize your children reason being so they're going to be chipped and trapped by the government uh, well that's what yeah so no yeah. that was just no, a no, joke no, no. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not joking i'm not joking i've come across that i've come across people right, saying okay. that they feel that wow. it's some sort of like you know mind control right, okay. um God widespread sake. well yeah. i know so there's that there's, um, there's obviously uh that thing about mmr and, and autism that yeah. came out and, yeah. and the evidence and, and actually understanding why the evidence isn't really sound you yeah. know because it's very de- easy for you to pick up a journal and think or I read the conclusion, but we can we, we're taught to quickly appraise things, so that's obviously something that we can do. Um, and then you've got other things like a bad experience, and and for me that's the key one when it comes to immunizations. Yeah. You give your child an immunization, and they become really unwell after it. And and they, you know it, it may not be that they become unwell because of the vaccine; they were just going to get unwell anyway. Yeah. And some of the live vaccines, your child children do get unwell because they're going to get a fever afterwards because. A, a live vaccine basically means that it's the actual um, bacteria or the virus that your body actually needs to build an immunity against. So if you if you think about vaccination or immunizations, all it is is we put a substance into your body and then we, your body naturally fights that and builds up an army against that substance. So in the future, if you come across it, your it, it body just knows. kind of triggers and says, ah, we've, we've seen, seen this before, before yeah. but it wasn't alive at that time, so we, we're going to kill it quicker. Right? right. So... 
that's how it works but it's natural that you can sometimes get temperature yeah. so these bad experiences are, are, are enough and all you need is one very very opinionated person either as your friend or as your family that can then spread that view yeah. to so many different people yeah. but i don't criticize these people i think these are the types of voices that, or opinions that we need to listen to yeah so this this is where it gets interesting you know we talk about being contrarian there's nothing uh, wrong with having someone who disagrees with immunization actually doing some content for you and speaking about why they believe that yeah. that's not the right way forward yeah. you know that's not necessarily something that you would see um in a if it was a health organization because they yeah. may not want to yeah. bring but that to the forefront i mean that's what i always liked about you sham is the fact that you've got like a white belt mentality where you're always learning you know ne you never actually think look you, do you know what i mean you never give you never opinionated yeah you kind of like you know you're open to other people's views and stuff and I think uh, that's what's so good about making it your brand, mate, mm. that you can be that, letting other people write your blogs for you. And uh, uh, no, absolutely. It's, it, it's definitely something that excites me. And, and a lot of the reason why I'm doing this is because my, you know, my other business, which I, I held really dearly to myself, yeah. like if I go through the pain again yeah. of, of, of building it and then watching it, you know, just break in front of you, it yeah. was hard. Yeah. It was really hard. And actually that's, that's definitely humbled me into and it's one of the reasons why I want to do something like this because I, I felt that with the other business because I was um, raising money mm. or it, it, a lot of it became about quick trying to get more money to get more funds and to build yeah, a business quickly yeah. and, and all you know, everything in your mind just starts to become about numbers and how much profits you're going to hit and all this stuff. I, yeah. I The authenticity of what I was trying to achieve started to go a little bit because yeah. I was so focused on, on profits and demonstrating profit yeah. to people I'm, I'm hoping with this business yeah. it's going to be a lot more personal because it's not yeah. necessarily you could even say it's not necessarily a business because actually a lot of it's just purely trying to give back to society just to just sorry just to add a bit of context because mm. anyone who's listening doesn't know that you've had a previous business yeah. just yeah. just a couple of lines. i don't want to focus on it too much, yeah, yeah of course um, yeah. but just a couple of lines just to explain what what the business was what it was called what it what, yeah so it was and why maybe it didn't you know why it didn't work yeah, yeah and absolutely what, what's brought you here now to you know what i've tried it this way yeah that way didn't work for me that's why it didn't work so yeah. you know what i'm gonna do it differently this time it's humbled me it's opened my eyes i want to give back now yeah so just explain a little bit about it for me no absolutely so it was called perfect planner it was a, a wedding marketplace so when we first started it was a lot about different services that you can have through uh, for your wedding different types of people and we brought it all up into a dashboard and it was busy services for individuals so right. you knew how much something was going to cost and you could book it on the system um we then narrowed it down to focus on on the asian market because we needed to be a bit more niche specific yeah um and it went really well we were generating lots of leads and 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 we were making money and it was growing and then all of a sudden what we realized was that um although we were generating loads of leads we weren't converting as many people right. um and that's where the business failed um so th and that um what, when I first started that business, I never once thought about raising any money. I thought I was so naive because I thought I was going to build a profitable business from day one. So I was going to build a business that was going to essentially run itself and it was going to turn over enough money to cover its marketing budget, salary, everything. Yeah. And I was just going to oversee this. Yeah. What I then realized is reality, in reality, it's not that easy to build a business. And you, when you want to build a community, when you want to build a following, you need to spend lots of money on advertising. Um. So then we, when I re when I realized that I needed more money to advertise uh, and actually pick up on the yeah. early traction, we started to, to, to kind of look at raising money and we came across some great opportunities. We did get some, you know, a small amount of investment. We were on accelerator programs, mentorships, everything. Um, but then unfortunately, 
you know, it, it didn't work. And, and a big problem with that was that I, I blame myself for a lot of it. Um, because when you hold something so dearly and so closely to yourself and you've kind of done it for a few years and you've been there at the start, um, one of the things that I used to think was, and this is something that I'm going to come to about what I want to do differently in life and something that I've always said to everyone is, I always thought that because of the way that I got into medicine by working really hard, I thought that if I just worked that little bit harder, if I just spent those extra one, two hours building this business, that it's going to pay dividend. And honestly, I just, just kept doing it. I kept going, oh, all I need is another two hours, three hours, to the point where I was only sleeping two, three hours a day, right, maybe a little okay. bit more, Yeah, trying to balance family at the same time. Um, and then I, I just have to, at that point, I knew it was the right thing to do was just to close it down. Huge, really difficult decision to make, but in some ways it's made me who I am now because I know that with this type of business, it's about balance. It's about balance and not... See, it's completely different now from, from what you just explained going through. Yeah, that perfect planner to you were you know trying to provide a service. You yeah. wanted the money, you wanted it to excel and everything. Absolutely, like that. yeah. To where you are now, like you didn't even when you were explaining that you didn't even touch on anything to do with health or being a doctor and all no, the absolutely. work you put yeah. in. I'll tell you why. Mm. This is why I think right. Go I on. totally get it wrong. Right. Yeah. I think what you did there, mate, was you believed in that idea. Mm. Right. And I think the idea was really good. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think you believed in the gut thing that is going to change anybody's lives yeah that's true and, yeah, and, yeah. and i feel that um when it started to get in be about the money mm. that's where you lose the heart of the thing when you start talking about this advice leaflet and what you're doing mm. i can see the light in your eyes massively you can see you can there see the, w- the way you talk about it is no different. way right that this is going to fail what you're about to do thank you and, mm. and you know yeah. we, we know that because it feels right there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What you felt right there was the idea with the perfect planner. Yeah, yeah. But that was it. No, no, no. I, I think you're spot on. And I think, and I, yeah. and I think yeah. that's why. So I don't think you can beat yourself up about it, mate, because I think what you do believe in is the idea. And I'll be honest with you, the idea was sick. Thanks. Right? Yeah, yeah, and if somebody yeah. other wanted to do an angel investor or they wanted to gather loads of money, they'd probably make it successful. Mm. But at the end of the day, mate, you didn't feel the substance of it there. And that's the difference. And, and you lose that more and more. That, 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 that it is true. Things started to change and the way your outlook on things change and, and slowly, slowly, you, you, you know you're right. It, it didn't feel right. Yeah. It didn't. And it's very difficult to see that at the time. Yeah. But in hindsight, I think it's a, it's a lot easier to actually pick up on that. Yeah, because I think when you're doing it, you kind of feel like, oh, I'm going to be a failure here. And you don't actually see that, you know, you need to, at some point you need to, I think anybody starting up with, they need to understand you love doing it. As an entrepreneur, you need to look at that, what you're about to do and go, do I really love this? Because when it gets to, you're only having two hours sleep at night. No, no, it's true. It it, it, it doesn't matter when you love something. No, no, it's definitely true. And I think going back to kind of the how hard you work i think it's you know people said this to me even my mentors and investors they they said to me you're working too hard yeah you're beating yourself up unnecessarily your um your you know mental health was something that was really pushed by one of the mentor you know the accelerator program that we joined they were absolutely fantastic by the way yeah um they really talked to us about our what was that sham just a bit of a shout out uh, oh so it's ignite accelerator yeah Uh, probably some of the best people i've come across um you know, they were there throughout all the difficulties and they really give us, 
a great platform to try and excel that business like i have absolutely nothing bad to say about them they were really really good and and if you're an entrepreneur and you're looking for and you've got an idea and you've got some sort of early traction you know check them out um they're called ignite accelerator they're they're still doing a lot of help they they, they really help early businesses get to that level where they can raise some serious investment that's good yeah so that, that cool. that's a cool thing to be a part of but yeah as i said kind of the mental health aspect of it you know you if you are building a business just always be aware that you know you need to prioritize your own health don't get to a point yeah. where you're in a in a box where you can't you know look for help because that's a, a a, a position that a lot of entrepreneurs find themselves in yeah it's very very difficult to yeah i mean to realize it's something that we do i mean we, i do a lot of mindfulness it, yeah it's yeah, something so, that yeah, i yeah, totally believe doesn't. in our mind coach comes in once a month and we do a little switch off the yeah. body mm. and stuff it's something yeah. that is um mental health's a massive thing for absolutely me. massive absolutely. i've burnt myself out that many times that mm. i just kind of think this can't be it this can't be my life that i'm working this hard and i, I just having like a couple of days in bed where i'm like mindset so i just thought right i need some do something about it oh, no, it's definitely mindfulness good. was the changer for me big really time. well big no. time i do it like at least 20 23 minutes a day well where i'll just switch my mind off every it's my meditation there's different types of doing it breathing you know zoning out with an app you just got to find your way of doing it but switching your mind off at least once a day to everything i think you did a, a youtube video on it did yeah. you did you yeah, yeah, video? Yeah, yeah, yeah i've watched it yeah, yeah it's definitely an interesting thing to do yeah. uh, something that, that i definitely need to, need to do more of yeah definitely mate definitely. Espe- especially in your profession because you're constantly on the go especially in a and e yeah, um, yeah. I mean, obviously you're now training to be a uh, general practitioner yeah, yeah. You, you, it's going to be very important obviously it's ironic that I'm saying this to a doctor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it is important. We're, we're our own worst patients. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's true that. It I is can true. imagine, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I can imagine. But yeah, it's definitely it's definitely helped me as well, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. No. Can, can be down a lot more I, than, I, than it used to be. So. I think that's why I love like picking my daughter up from nursery because she doesn't let me think about anything but her. Yeah. So, do you see what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> this is what I say. You've got to find your thing. And if it's your daughter talking about things and nothing to do with anything else, yeah, then that's your meditation. Just spend the we're just sat yeah. down on the floor with her talking yeah. about yeah, yeah. what colours the sky today. <laughs> just have a conversation. Just have a conversation with her. Um, right, mate. So what we'll do, we'll wrap it up. Yeah, here. sounds good. Right. Good. Um if anybody wants to find you, it's Dr. Sham Mahmood on LinkedIn. That's yep. the best place to find Sham at the minute until he sets up Dr. Sham. Okay. I should account Billy right it's there. It's changed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um I just want to thank you for coming on, mate. Honestly, no. it's been a real eye-opener. It's um, But I, I definitely, when you set this up, mate, and you start going, I'd like to, to come on again. No, absolutely. Thank you um, for having me. I think yeah, I'd love to nice do it. Plug yeah, for you as yeah. well, yeah. mate. Honestly, the more, yeah, the, more, the more you get some traction with this, the more waves that you make. We'd yeah. love to have you back. love to carry on talking about it. No, yeah. absolutely. Um, That'd be great. love to know more where you're up to from, from here because obviously we can date this and see how far you've come. Yeah. Sounds good. Honestly, yeah, it's been fantastic having you on today. Really appreciate it. No, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it being here and uh, yeah it's a uh, it's actually great to have other people's uh, opinions on what i'm doing because yeah, yeah um, definitely that, mate. That I, yeah i think helps. you can't just do it on your own can you you Absolutely. need to you know it's mm-hmm. um just to kind of go you know what sham it, it's sick that what you're doing mate but yeah. you know you need to it needs to be you thanks man Right. Yeah. I need to change it. I'm gonna have to go. Yeah, just so slightly. Just what, you, know, slightly. you know what'll happen? I'll go to say it to my wife when I get home, and I'll get there. You were right. Told you so. <laughs> Told you so. Yeah, always happens. I know what it's like. Thank you very much, everybody. Yeah. We'll Thanks for listening. Time. Bye now. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Team Manor Podcast. Get down. <laughs>